Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today I'm dipping into my email one more time for some sales advice. All right, this question comes from R. Again, I can't use names because I don't have permission to use them. Uh, this comes from R, and R comes, and I'll just say that's an international email, and it comes from the continent of Africa. I'll be in Africa next month. I'll be in Tanzania, or is it Tanzania, depending on who you're talking to, right? But anyway, the question comes from R. R says, Dear Mr. Antonio, Victor, please, for the past two months, I've been listening to your podcast and implementing your stuff. I have to acknowledge that you give me very sound sales advice. Thank you, R. Appreciate that. And listening to your podcast is something I enjoy doing as I always learn something new. Oh, I'm digging you, R. My name, again, is R. I'm 22 years old on a college gap year working at Blah Blah Company, and it's a property management company. I'll say that much, right? And so here's the problem. I have no experience in sales and marketing. And I have been on uh, this on a three-month probation, and I haven't been able to close a deal. Now, each prospect seems interested to begin with and eventually stalls the sale. Unlike you had, I had no mentor except online digital mentors to help me with my training. What advice can you give me, Mr. Antonio? Now, R gave me a link to their company and what they do. So basically what the company does that R works for is if you want your, they work with property management companies or even residential homes, and let's say you want to design a new kitchen, right? And so basically they come in and they lay out a design to help you pick the right material, the right look, the right paint, the, you know, the right granite for the counters, you know, the, the appliances, the whole bit. So they really kind of, you know, make the place just nicer. And so whether you're working with a property management company or just a residence, you know, this is what he does. Now, keep in mind that R is 22 years old. On college break, he's working this job. So when he says, I have no experience in sales and marketing, I think the bigger problem might be, R, that you have no experience in this industry. Because think about it. If somebody is going to, well, here, I'm going to give you an example to kind of really, you know, add some texture to this. Uh, several years ago, we redid our kitchen. We redid our kitchen, and it was a $25,000 investment. It's a big kitchen. And it was a $25,000 investment. Now, if a young man like you are came to me, and you're 22 years old, and I realized that this bill is going to be $25,000, and I'm about to hand that money over, so to speak, to a 22-year-old, I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. So one of the disadvantages you face are is that you're young. And whether we say, you know, most of us say we don't judge a book by its cover, but we do. We do judge a book by its cover. Studies have shown this. And if I see a person of only 22 years old, I'm thinking, I'm going to hand $25,000 over to you. Do you even know what you're doing? Have you even, do you even have a house? You probably still live with your parents. What are you going to tell me about my primary biggest investment, my house? You want to give me advice? Are you kidding me? So, R, you're at a disadvantage. The fact that you haven't closed a deal in three months, you know, doesn't surprise me because you're asking people, this is not a small sale. This is a big sale. It's not a complex sale, but it's a big sale. It's a big ticket item. 
And so, you know, you've probably been trained on, you know, price, you know, you know, talk about layout, you know, different options and things of that nature. But again, if you remember my iceberg analogy, 10% of what's on top, the part of the iceberg you can see, is typically you talk about price, you talk about, you know, the different options, the features, the benefits. But the real concern, the 90% below the water that hold people back from buying, is that maybe they have other concerns that have nothing to do with the product. One being, you're young. And they're perceiving you as too young to really give them good advice. So their question in their mind is, you know, can I even trust this guy? In fact, it's not even a guy, it's a kid. I'm not trying to be offensive here. I'm just saying what they're thinking. I said, this is just a kid. He probably doesn't even know what he's doing. I mean, how long could he have been with the company? And then they ask you, how long have you been with the company? You say, uh, three months. Again, that hurts you. From a credibility standpoint, that hurts you. You seem young, you seem inexperienced, and again, I'm assuming, you know, for all I know, you're, you're a you know, 22-year-old genius, you know what I mean? You know, you, you just you know, know a lot, but I'm assuming that you're the average 22-year-old, and when it comes to understanding houses, heck, I'm a little older than you, twice as old as you, and I still don't know a lot about houses, okay? So it takes a lot of experience that, you know, over time gaining experience to understand you know, what people really need for their houses. And so because you're young, the perception may be you're just simply too young. So, you know, again, they're thinking he's too young, he's inexperienced, he's only been with the company three months. You know, I don't even know if he knows what he's talking about. I don't even know if I'm getting the best price. These are all the concerns that they have. Okay, now that I've stated the problems with why you can't sell, let's figure out a way that you can sell. Now, if I'm 22 years old, I'm young, 22 years old, young, 22 years old, young, and that came out totally wrong, 22 years old, young, and I want to sell to somebody, I have to acknowledge the fact that I'm young, and the perception is I don't have the experience. So maybe one is to become an expert, right? Become an expert in understanding what you're selling. That's step one, and I'm sure your company probably trained you on that. I hope so. But also, maybe, as you set up these meetings are, you want to bring along an expert, somebody in your company who's been around a long time. When I first started out in selling as a young sales guy, I would always bring with me an older engineer because the customer wouldn't listen to me. And I'm talking, I'm 27 here. And I can tell that they weren't really listening to me, but when the older engineer spoke, it's like they really listened. And so maybe part of your sales strategy is that to move the customer along to the point where you get them in the, you know, can actually go to their house, set up the meeting, and then bring with you an experienced person that can really get into the details so you'll facilitate the sale. Or another option is you get them to come to your you know, place of business and you set up a time with one of the experts there so they're helping you with the sale. In other words, find an expert that you can use to help you close more deals. So that would be my strongest suggestion. Find somebody who has the experience, has the knowledge, and can make you look better because they have the expertise. Now, that's one strategy. The other thing I'd like you to ask yourself during your sales process, you know, if, you're, if they're not closing, it may be that, you know, for all I know, Art, you're 22 years old and you're smart, you're an expert, you know what you're talking about. In other words, since you were three years old, you've been building kitchens. You know what I mean? Let me ex exaggerate that. So let's assume that you do have all the knowledge and you are the expert and that, you know, age isn't a difference. Well, then maybe there's something else going on. 
you know, I would ask you, are first, are you qualifying their sense of urgency? You know, when they come to you, are you qualifying their sense of urgency? You know, is it, I'm just looking around, or is this something I need to do? You got to ask those tough questions. You know, is this something you're looking to do? And you hear this all the time. Is this something you're looking to do within the next five or 10 days? Or is this something you're thinking about in the future? And just shut up and wait for the answer. Again, you can phrase that, phrase that, rephrase that question many different ways. But what you're trying to do is get them to verbally state, to verbally commit to when they're going to make a decision. And you do this early on in the sales process. So I had a, somebody ask me the other day, Victor, uh, if everything I show you is what you want, when do you think you would be making a decision on this platform or on this product that you're thinking of buying? I said, well, I'm looking at the next week. Boom. He qualified my sense of urgency. I knew what he was doing to me, and that's good salesmanship. So are you qualifying sense of urgency? Two, are you qualifying their ability to pay? In other words, you've got to find a nice way to say, what can you afford? And so if there is a sense of urgency, you know, and let's say we're talking about redoing the kitchen, for example, you know, you might want to ask, I said, what's your price range? You know, what budgets are you? Give me your low number and customer, Mr. Customer, give me your high number. And I know that the goal is always to try to hit somewhere in the middle, but let them give you that low number and high number. Now, you know that it isn't about the money. If they gave you the range, then you know what? Could you always push up the range? Of course you can. But now you know that that's what they're willing to pay. So you've qualified to some extent their willingness to pay. This is how much they're willing to pay. So if you've qualified the sense of urgency, we want to get this done. If you've qualified their ability to pay, yeah, this is the price range we're looking at. And then you can say things like this. If you were to pay, is this going to be a cash deal or do we need to start thinking about financial you know, uh, plans or um, options for you? You know, net 30, net 60, net 90, you know, 10% down, you know, 50% next and then 40% on final payment. We can work that out. And again, try to get a sense of where they're at with that type of setup. In other words, if they're looking, they may even just say, no, no, we're going to pay cash. Great. So now we know that money isn't the problem. The last thing you need to do is, again, think about every objection they could have about buying from you. Think about everything, whether it's your age, whether it's about your company, uh, whether it's about your experience. Are they getting the best price? Will you deliver on time? Can you really implement? Will it be a quality job? So forth and so on. And during your sales presentation, learn to raise these objections and block them. If you don't know what I mean by this, listen to my other Sales Influence podcast where I talk about blocking objections. It's a good way of reducing a buyer's resistance. So again, quick summary, be an expert. If you're not the expert, bring somebody with you or have somebody tag along with you to help you look like an expert. Also, I want you to start qualifying urgency, their ability to pay, and I want you to start blocking those objections up front. So R, I wish you the best. Thank you for the email. That's it for this Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. In fact, let me know what you think of me answering these emails. Is it useful? Is it not useful? Is it bothersome? Are you getting any value? Also, check out my sales training website, SeminarsOnSelling.com, where you'll find great training videos for you or your team to help you grow your business to what? Make more money. Anyway, lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.